Rachel Berenbaum, author of A Bend in the Stars. And today my guest is Katherine Seligman. She's author of the brand new debut, At the Edge of the Hate. I loved the book. Katherine, tell us, what is your book about? It's the story of a young woman who flees her very chaotic life in Los Angeles and ends up in Golden Gate Park, where she lives homeless with a group of kids and is figuring out how to survive there until she comes across the scene of a murder, which completely throws her life into turmoil in a completely different way. So what do you want your readers to be taking away from this book? I would hope that they would, one, it would be a look at a world that not very many people see. It, It is a completely fictional world in this book, but it is, of course, the seeds were based in reality. And I hope that people will have a feeling that when they walk by somebody on the street whose story they have no idea about, they will, they will give that a second thought, that they will look beyond the externals that they see. Can you talk a little bit about, a little bit more about those seeds of reality that you're based in, the homelessness that you're alluding to? Yes, I I have lived in San Francisco's Haight-Ashbury, which some people know it's an iconic neighborhood. The summer of love started here and young people have been filtering through here for generations. And the the neighborhood has changed. And a lot of the kids who come through now, or at least pre-pandemic, are more, have a different constellation of issues that they are facing. And I have watched this over the years and felt like I sort of knew the neighborhood from being a journalist here and and writing a number of stories about this area and about this topic until I was in Golden Gate Park one evening driving home and a man threw himself in front of our car, pleaded for help, said somebody was trying to kill him. We stopped. When the police came, they shined this light into the bushes and there was the body of a young man who was taking his last breath. And this murder was never fully investigated because there were no real witnesses. And that's what started it off, just the idea of these two people and how their lives might've crossed and how many other people are out there living these sort of hidden lives. So that is a first on this show, right? To hear that the book was started, uh, you know, with an actual murder that you had been partial witness to or, you know, sort of connected to. Um, That is mind blowing. Um, There are a lot of heavy subjects, heavy themes in the book. Can you tell me what was the hardest scene to write? I think the most difficult scene was when the parents of the kid who died come to see what happened to him and her having to face that. And that was difficult for me because I have kids myself who are now in their 20s. But I think every parent feels like there's a little uncertainty about their kids and who who are they really. And it's not a question of whether they're good kids or bad kids. It's just how well can you know your children, how well can they know you? And so that really weighed on me when I was writing that scene. I love that you're talking about that because I think about that a lot, you know, how much can you know your children? 
And, you know, as parents, we don't tell our children everything, right? I mean, you can't tell them your whole life. They weren't there, right? As you fell in love for the first time or, you know, decided to do this or that. So I love that you're bringing that up. Um, can you tell me about your favorite scene in the book? Um, I think, you know, it would be several scenes that are take place in the park where we really get a look at what life is like. For the, for the kids. And what's surprising about it is the amount of affection they have and how they form sort of a family. And that would include the main character, Maddie's relationship with her dog. Um, the dog is an important character in the book, as is the park and the neighborhood. But um, I, I really like the scenes that take place among the kids and, and particularly her with the dog who she's able to relate to in a way she can't relate to people because she doesn't really trust the people around her. So let's switch gears just a little bit and talk about the publishing process itself. Um, can you tell me about your publishing journey? How hard was it? It's, you know, it's, I think it, it's always hard for me. I've been a journalist and a magazine writer based here in San Francisco for quite a while. And I had written fiction on and off since college. And when this particular book sort of took over my life, um, it, it was many years of working and revising and revising. And um, a good friend of mine who was a writer said, the publishing landscape is really difficult. Why don't you send it to some contests first? And I did at his suggestion. And one of the contests I sent to was the Penn Bellwether Prize. And I want to encourage people out there not to forget about the various contests that do recognize debut work. And um, there, you know, it, it does happen. So I, I applied for this contest, you know, not, not, expecting to hear anything and then was stunned I think would be the word when Barbara Kingsolver called me one day and you know said she was going to award the Bellwether Prize to this book so I was incredibly honored it, it it's a long process as as you know as anyone knows who writes who writes a book so how did that phone call go was it like hi this is Barbara <laughs> Barbara who? How did that go? I was actually in a cafe with a friend getting coffee when she called. And, you know, first I thought it was, you know, a robocall asking for support for an organization. And then I realized it was her. And so it was quite a, it was quite a surprise. And she's has been, she's very gracious and supportive of this contest. So it was, it was a shock and sort of continues to be <laughs> it was really it, it was quite amazing I will say the biggest I feel like one of the the biggest gifts was um an editor then to work with it I mean she she provided some notes but to work with an, an amazing editor at Algonquin who really was just you know ask, asking all kinds of questions that were just so useful to me in revising the book so that, that was an amazing gift. So do you have any uh, tidbits or advice for new authors, people just starting out? Well, you know, I think 
I, I would say two things that are really important to me are one, finding a community of people who will tr- understand what you're doing, can you can share your progress with. And the other thing is, I mean, I think there are, are some outstanding classes and craft books and things that are really useful. But to, for me, I, I think in the end, what, what was most useful was reading. And I think as writers, we're all readers. And I, you know, I've spent so much time taking things apart and saying, you know, what works? Why does this work? Why does it not work? Would this work? And I, I tried various approaches in the book. I tried writing it from different points of view and played with different aspects of that I all sort of got from taking literature apart. And I think that can be really useful, as can various craft classes. So I wouldn't ignore that, but I just think just diving into the books you're drawn to and asking yourself why, you know? Some great advice. Catherine, thank you so much for joining me today. Your debut at the edge of the hate is amazing. Thank you.